Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Marissa McHale. And I'm Natalie Willis. And this is... We are a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) We are a threesome this evening. You didn't even let me get to what I was going to get to. Tripod! And and I'll get to it. Try threesome. Today's episode, which is episode six of season five of Six Feet Under. uh, uh, It's a threes a party, three ring circus, 3D, a $3 bill, three musketeers, tres amigos, three to tango, the Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. three sheets in the wind, three hots in a cot, me three, three's company, the trio, tres leches, three strikes and you're out, triple threat, three on the tree, tripod, podcast, special episode. What? Awesome. Threesomes are better than twosomes. <laughs> I like three on the tree. I like three on the tree. I like three hots in a cot. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are here to discuss episode six of season five of Six Feet Under, titled The Rainbow of Her Reasons. And like I said, I have both Marissa McHale and Natalie Willis with me. What a lucky guy. What a, what a <laughs> damn lucky guy. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day, it so uh, he's a lucky man tonight. Okay. <laughs> this is not, and it just this got weird. Not, and is, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to need a new girlfriend, a new podcast, a new job. <laughs> it's just all of it. Uh, so, you're blushing. I'm, well, you, you're... you're <laughs> So we originally were going to do this episode, me and Marissa, because we have a new podcast out today. Digging Dexter. So exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) And and this podcast was originally just going to be me and Marissa because we were going to promote the new Digging Dexter podcast. But Natalie, um, well, first, let me ask you, how is your shoulders? Are you feeling better? I caught the little comment that you made on the last that you told me to no i didn't say you didn't tell me (laughs) things are getting better i'm just trying to make it a great place for you and i to be but more importantly these families and i just take on a lot of responsibility but more importantly how's your shoulders yeah how are your shoulders seriously okay they're okay how's your shoulders from the weight that's been on them they're Uh okay now okay and we are recording it's nine o'clock on saint patrick's day and we have no hamburgers we have no hamburger or anything would you like to tell our audience what time you woke up today who, me? Because <laughs> no. we have text proof. Oh, God. You guys planned all this. This is why I'm here. We planned you waking up. <laughs> okay. I'm innocent. I woke up today at 5.30 p.m. I was tired from the weight on my shoulders. Damn. <laughs> so a long day. Uh, uh, to back up a little bit from last week, Marissa, if you remember, we were um, discussing someone on Instagram. I didn't remember her name. It was Strawberry something. I got yeah. her name. It's actually Laura. On who's the oldest fisher. Okay. So let me ask you, do you remember who's the oldest fisher? You said it was David. And who do you think it is? We thought it was Nate. Right. Who do you think is the oldest fisher? Nate. Do you know it's Nate? Yeah. You're guessing. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is Nate. Uh, it actually is Nate. I read her <laughs> so comment So you lied to wrong. me? I lied to you and I lied to myself. Wow. And I lied to the <laughs> audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm here as a public apologist. No. Um... <laughs> So yeah, that's something that I totally got wrong. This episode, Rainbow of Her Reasons. The reason why I'm really glad we're doing this episode, because I why? think this episode is horrible. It is bad. No, yeah. nope, you just agree. No, there's I would have no. just said <laughs> I, this episode is no, great. No, no, no. When I watched like, this actually, today, when I woke up at 5.30, I said this is going to be a really bad episode. <laughs> Can you tell us what time you did watch this episode? Was it 5.30? Uh, 6 o'clock. And, um, <laughs> that's why I had, she didn't answer our text I did, messages. No, I didn't answer your text messages because I had to go to the store and okay. I walked my dog. Well, uh, let me ask you, be, being serious. I think this is a horrible episode. The I only s- good thing about this episode I is that, that George knows what's happening now. I agree. That's it. Ditto. That's the only good thing about this <clears throat> episode. It. Also, I think that the girls' dinner looks like a lot of fun. Like, I uh, kind of wish I was there. You should be invited to that. I, one. yeah. Yes. I kind of, that's, no, that's another Rico thing. Now, Rico gets to move back in with Vanessa. Crazy. Well, and also there's a bunch of other things that were good. Oh, let me, this, if you <laughs> it was actually great. It was actually great. <laughs> this was a great episode. All right, so you guys talked yourself into it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think this episode is terrible for a final season. 
being that we're six episodes left, I think the episode is rather terrible. It was slow. And I think, furthermore, I think that is a disservice because this is like a woman episode. Totally. Right? Totally. Thank you. Thank you. But right, but I also think, wouldn't you agree so far out of the six episodes, this is the weakest this has been the to me. It's been the weakest oh, episode in a for while. A, 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 all it's like a and discredit. women empower it. Yeah, empowering and made, episode. It's a discredit to it. Yeah, I can and, agree and, more. And we'll get to it, but the scene where they're all singing around the body. Yeah, I cringed. Yeah, that hard. was dumb. That was really that was super bad. dumb. You yeah. don't agree? No, I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think, and if you're gonna make this a woman centric episode, yeah. like maybe it should be a little bit more, mm-hmm. I, I, a little bit more better. I don't know what the word is, but it's like women in the spotlight go horrible episode this is really hard talking to both of you at the same time because i have to keep looking left right left right you know you can just look straight ahead uh our death capsule here um i guess because you've seen the final episodes do you remember a, a death capsule at all where like someone's walking just like this and like a i don't know some jungle animal comes out why are you laughing are you, you setting to... me are you setting me up for something why are you laughing you have to <laughs> no. why are you laughing you guys are setting me up for something. Can you tell us why we're laughing? Just because you know Natalie doesn't remember. That's true. You know <laughs> you know look at her face. She's like, you can just tell that she's like, yeah, like I'm going to just have this look on my face. Like I'm really trying hard to remember, but you right, know she right. doesn't. Because I could have been like, remember there's an episode like this where. where yeah, it was where, beautiful. And like Megatron comes out. She'd have been like, oh my God, it was actually, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. No, anyway, there, there, there is a, there is a, a, a death capsule coming up. And then one of the next few episodes and they're walking just like this and like a fucking jungle animal just comes out and it's like 10 seconds of that's death not capsule. true are you lying spoiler uh, swear to god yeah it, oh. it's it's some animal comes out and just totally obliterates someone is it, what is it like a lion I, it might be but there's not lions in california like, like i don't know bobcat. what the animal is bobcat uh, sure are there, bob, are there bobcats in california I have no idea. uh that there is um topanga canyon it's topanga canyon but it's actually griffith park just because did any did you listen to the commentary that I sent you? No, no. Okay, well, <laughs> it was actually rather terrible. Uh, the commentary. It's actually cool that it was uh, Francis Conroy, but and the writer Jill Soloway. Um, anything on this death death capsule from either of you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Oh, I thought that she was going to pass away from. Um altitude sickness she was up there in the air and the air is thinner when you do mountains i right. thought maybe she was gonna like have a heart attack and can't couldn't breathe mm-hmm. i didn't realize that she fell i didn't even realize that she fell until they said that she fell how did you not realize that she fell what did you think happened to her she I was just, gone well i just thought like she stumbled i didn't realize she fell down into a ravine i think that has to be a pretty terrible death oh uh, yeah and i mean it, i mean it is rather abrupt very how bad. it happens and there's really not much and to the fact it. that she didn't want to do it to begin with and got pressured into yeah it. Right. that that guilt on the on the sister is going to be awful the sister of ruth the i knew that, <laughs> I knew that. you know she said sister Sarah. Ruth, and she was like see i know something <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> so I, really know I know something uh if we could fast forward a little bit to when they're in arrangements if you remember nate makes the comment um well rather like well nate says it like everyone's dying and rico's like oh this is like the second person you know uh, knowing what we now all know, even spoiled, um, I think that kind of somewhat ties into Nate's death because it's like everyone's dying. And huh. Didn't even think about that. Let's just say, we, you know, the way Rico was like, oh, yeah. this is the second person you knew. Like, you know, that's, you know, if you can make it, death is getting closer. And I'm doing quotation marks. Um, <laughs> the way, the way Sarah's, the way Sarah's saying about how, uh, um, my car just pulled into her, dr- my, her driveway and all that, and she just told her to take it. We have this conversation a lot, but I feel like that's the same conversation that we have about ghosts. What are you talking about? Like when you're like, oh, no, I saw a ghost in my dream, and this is the way I... I see ghosts all... Yes. Right. I believe in ghosts. You do not. We right, and that. I'm just saying the way she's saying, like, the car... She's saying she was just driving, and uh-huh. the spirit mm-hmm. told her to just pull over. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. So I didn't take it as that? <laughs> I, you know how sometimes like you're and this sounds terrible, but you go to work, you're driving to work or you're driving somewhere that you normally go to and you get to your destination and you're like, how did I even get there? Or you leave someplace and you normally would go to the right, mm-hmm. but th- but today you have to go to the left, but you still go to the right. Like your mm-hmm. car automatically just kind of goes there. Like I kind of took it as she was just thinking about her and that's why she just happened to drive there. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're talking about more like you're just driving and all of a sudden you're on the highway. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, I'm at work. Yeah. Is that kind of, yeah. 
But I'm saying she like specifically said like I was driving and then yeah I didn't I just spirit, didn't realize that she said that yeah she's like her you know spirit told me to pull in I I hate that I mean I, um God I keep forgetting what her name is Sarah Sarah mm-hmm. Sarah's like totally this person because if you remember we watched the episode um God was it episode six or seven in place of anger whatever the first episode and she's just like this totally out there person mm-hmm. you could see it this entire yeah. entire time whatever uh um where do we want to start with do we want to Knock out David and Keith, because that's how the kind of episode starts. Knock it out. Rissa, you knock it out. David and Keith. You know what's, you know what's horrible? We did not talk about Dexter at all, and the whole point of this was to... Why not? Talk I mean, we just it. did. But anyway, we're, we're, maybe we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, uh, the, ep- the podcast is called Digging Dexter. We have two episodes up now. So, you know what's funny? There's three episodes out today of me and you. Well, there's two of me and you, now one with me, you, and Natalie. That's a lot of my voice in people's... Taking over. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yes, we're on Digging Dexter, uh, any podcast platforms, and obviously we're still on Instagram at Digging Dexter. Um, David and Keith, they now have adopted Anthony and Darrell. They're fostering. They haven't adopted. They're fostering. That's a big, that's a big difference. Uh, how long is the fostering period? Because <clears throat> here it's well, two for, weeks. For my sister, I think it was, it's like six months, and then you have your You have six date. months to be like, nope, no thanks. I, you definitely should not be at that point. I think if also, you're going to adopt to be like, no, no, thanks after six months. Like that's, that's not what the point is. But I think it also depends on the situation because n- not all fostering leads to adoption too. That's true. So yeah, I think, I think they started off as foster with the ability to lead into. I always yeah. thought fostering was like, it literally is temporary. It is. Fostering is temporary, but there are some kids that are out there that aren't, that are, their pathway is fostering to adoption. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're candidates for adoption because they're not going to have parents that can come claim them afterwards. To set some of this up for you, because we do get a lot of David being Ruth mm-hmm. and the, the parent dynamic. Keith, in the earlier seasons, had a lot of anger problems. Okay. That's kind of like why they broke up at first, because he was just like way too okay. violent and everything. Uh and remember, we watched the episode where he had a, his niece, mm-hmm. Carla, Carla, or no, his niece is Taylor, mm-hmm. and his sister was uh, Carla, and she just got too much into drugs and whatnot. Uh, but you could kind of see like, well, and let me explain to you further that uh, Keith's father is really aggressive too. It's kind of like where he gets it from. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit too on the nose that like Keith is aggressive and David's like... The Keith is Keith is aggressive with these two kids. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like that's kind of that's the way he was brought yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. To be so, I also but he's got to change that. But I also did not think he was necessarily overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why it was slightly strange for me mm-hmm. was that they're not his kids. Yeah, but I think <clears throat> well, one of the, one of the trainings like my family went through with um, you know getting adopting and so forth is that these poor kids have been in the system for quite some time and they're going to push limits yeah push limits and they they're around a mixture of older kids and a mixture of different kids and so forth and they train you to take a deep breath recognize where they're coming from and deal with it i think that keith really gets aggressive with them too quickly and needs to take a step back and 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 realize that this is Right. Like they're challenging and they're going to push it to the limits because I think it's going to fail anyways. But the only thing is, is that I feel like if Keith doesn't push back, Uh then these kids are literally going to walk all over them and then it it won't work out. Like like I think that kids need structure and that they need kind of discipline and sense. And like the things that the kids were saying, they were like, like, I don't know. I just didn't think that Keith was all that out of line, honestly. I, th- I I thought he was. Um, I think that at some point you have to look because those are some much. They're mature kids. Those kids have. They're smart. Yeah. They're survivors. They're they they adapt to situation. Yeah. Look at them and say, listen, we're a loving family. This is a loving household. Yeah. You're definitely protected. We're not getting rid of you. Cut the cut it. Right. Cut it out. You don't need to do this with us. Like maybe having a conversation with them at first right. because they're they're trying to protect themselves. Yeah. They're survivors. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, it, it does. I just, I think the idea of like, I don't think there's a right answer. I think it's, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, well, I just. I don't I, have kids, so I don't know. No, I mean, I mean, like, like, fair enough. Like, the three of us don't have kids. And, I mean, how many people are in the position where they adopt, how old is he? 10, 11? Darrell? Yeah. Like, that's a formed human. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't shape him it's much. Definitely, it's definitely. I mean, you can it's help. It's admirable. You can help. Usually but, those kids don't get adopted. No, no, but what I'm saying old. is like, 
I don't think there's a right answer to how do you deal with, let me just call him a hothead, whether that's not his fault, but that's just Mm -hmm. the environment and everything. That's how I would deal with it. Whether or not it's correct, I don't know. Also, don't have kids. Also, not in that situation. No, no, yeah. I just know that my sister was trained Mm -hmm. for these situations and they have these conversations and they prepare them for it Mm because it's a reality. Mm -hmm. I think some of it, it, because it's like later when he buys buys them a PlayStation. Uh, I don't know if I would have done that. Uh, Would you have done that? I don't know. I think it's a reward. It's, you come home with straight A's, you get a PlayStation. I say I'm, nothing. Right, right. I, I'm with you in that In that, it's not necessarily like the greatest thing to do. But you, if you look at it from like David and it's kind of like why he's Ruth is like they've probably never had a PlayStation had 2 in their entire lives. Yeah. And they probably this is something they dream of. Yeah. They, every toy they probably ever had was like yeah. hand-me-downs. And, yeah. and if you're like able to like David is, they yeah. probably have – they're probably rather wealthy compared to everything. Like – yeah, I'm going to buy them a PlayStation. They're my kids now. I'm going to spoil them, whether even, they're fostering or not. Yeah, even Keith said, like, really a PlayStation, and David was like, all of the kids have them. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he's, like, How taking you, pride as, in his kids, as, you know? As someone, and again, I'm not gonna, we're not going to keep prefacing in this with, obviously, none of us are parents, but... Mm-hmm. If you are a parent, how could you not want yeah. that? Especially if your kid is. I someone mean, they, who... they did. I let me tell you. My sister asked her um, daughter, new daughter, that the adoption will happen in June. What would she like? You know what her response? This is how tough these kids have it. You know what? We know what her response was. She said, "I just want my own bed." Ugh. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? No. That's what she wanted. I just want my own bed. Yeah, what a tough life. Let me let me ask you, and and to to further that point, right? Uh, as someone, I was I grew up very fortunate. I had you know I had video games mm-hmm. while we're talking about like a PlayStation. I had video games since as early as I could remember, mm-hmm. right? But there's the scene where where they're trying to play the PlayStation, and he comes home, and they're like they have they broke open the PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm not. I just don't know how to word this better. And at first, I was like, is this a dumb move, or is this so sad? That like he doesn't get it. I think it's so sad. I, I mean, I mean, I, of course it's not dumb. I'm not yeah. calling the kid dumb. I'm just. It took me a second to. At first, I was like, no, of course you wouldn't. Oh wait, that's how out there. And there's stories like that. Like you're saying, like, you know, what is a? How old is the the person that's adopted? She's seven. Yeah. If you ask a seven year old, what do you want? Any toy? And they're like a bed. Like a bed. That doesn't even fact. That would yeah. never no. even. Yeah. How many kids do you know? Seven year, whatever. Any yeah. child you know. That but would be is their it answer. a dumb move or was it a smart move? Was he like trying to be? What I'm saying is, I saw my first gut reaction is like, uh, you, every kid knows you don't do that. And then it took me. And then it like, like the he next doesn't thing, know that. Right. The next thing that hit me was like, well, of course he wouldn't know that. Like, mm-hmm. of course he thought to to go ahead and open a PlayStation because. But why I not? also think that's intuitive of him that he took the he, to no, open no, to yeah. try to fix something. Well, I mean, let, let me like state for the record, I wasn't yeah. calling him dumb. No, no, no. no. Just, I'm just like, saying. I'm like, saying like maybe as soon as I saw his, it, I was like, oh, maybe shit. that's part of his talent is is fixing. Maybe he, he's just he's trying to take it a step further. I'm, I think I'm going a different direction. Yeah, I yeah. know they don't they don't understand. But uh, just saying, equating it to They've that, just being like this poor kid, he just thought. How can I fix this? Well, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm just going to go inside of it. And, yeah. you know, I don't think most kids would even understand how a CD works. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that just that whole idea. Uh, um, I mean, their storyline is just basically Keith is – I mean, I say Keith is struggling, but so is David. Yeah. David's struggling with Keith, dealing with them, you know. I think at the end of the day, they both thought it was just going to be like, oh, we're going to foster these kids, and it's going to be this happy, perfect yeah. life. And I think that the kids – are so used to maybe being fostered in such bad situations that they're both not used to what's going on. I mean, the counselor reiterated that when right, she came in. Yeah. She's like, we, there's fecal matter when we yeah. come in. And, and it's just... I think it's both not what they expected. Yeah. And um, not that that's a bad thing, but just... I think they're both in just the amount of shock. Yeah. But I think it's up to the adults to reassure these these babies yeah. that they're in a safe environment. They're going to be loved and cared for. And they're not going to be thrown to the streets. Yeah. They have a, a safe home. And let me say, too, like, I know it's a TV show, so sometimes, like, nitpicking it and everything, like... You know, we're kind of doing a disservice to how they probably, how parents would actually handle this. But, like, how could, let me say, like, the kids, I get how the kids are like, this is not working. I don't like these parents. Not knowing how good they have it. This is probably the best they have it. But you wouldn't expect them to know how good they have it. Yeah. Why would they think any better? That's right. I mean, they are, a, a, a huge part of it is that they're gay. Yeah. And what they wouldn't, you know, this is 2005, a completely different world. You know, it's funny, uh, uh, um, you know, they keep saying, they keep calling Keith the F word. 
as you know, and they're how old are they? And they're screaming it. And back then, that wasn't as big of a deal. Because mm. like, if we were recording a podcast back in, like, I might have been saying that because that's what I called my friends and everything. Oof. No, that, no, 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 no. You can say that. Yeah. Back in two thousand five, it wasn't. You, we were mm. saying all that stuff, and it took time. Are you looking at me the same way? Like no. Theos? Yeah. We were all saying that. You could say that now. No, I wasn't saying that. Okay. I, maybe you weren't no. all high and mighty now. No, I'm not being all I'm high and mighty. Not, I just didn't I'm just say saying that. it was a different world. Mm-hmm. It took time for a lot of people, you know, whatever you want to behind to learn that, like, that word's not acceptable. Furthermore, how I'm like, uh, furthermore on how truthful that is, what I'm saying, on the commentary, they have the writer and mm-hmm. Francis Conroy. Mm-hmm. And on there... They're both saying the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, they're doing commentary and they're saying how the parent of one of the kids, it's either Anthony or Darrell, they did not want him to say ass. I'm going to mm-hmm. kick your ass. Mm-hmm. The parent went over to J- Jill Soloway, the writer, and was like, please don't, please don't make my kid say ass. Mm-hmm. She was like, fine. What about the F word? It's like, oh, no, no, that's fine. We say it Ooh. all the time. Different yeah, world is what I'm trying world. to say. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the idea of like these kids don't know. These kids are obviously like, no, get me out of here. These parents, whatever. And while they're saying it's a TV show, there's, so there's got to be tension. Keith and David can't be doing this perfectly and us watching it and it'd be, it'd be entertaining. Yeah. It'd be like, this is boring. Yeah, it's true. But like it, uh, Keith, the character, the person, like how could you not be like, all right, I got to try a new tactic. Yeah. Let me be super nice. Let me be completely the opposite of what I am. Like, you know, whatever. But again, their storyline isn't much just to show they fostered, adopted, whatever you call it, and they're having trouble with it. There's really, like, not more to mm-hmm. it, you know? Uh, I think the Ruth storyline kind of takes, you know, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it's kind of like a woman-centric episode. So we will get back to her. Uh, we'll probably end it with her. Uh, some of the Brenda stuff, and I kind of lumped Nate in with Ruth. Um, I guess I guess we could talk about Brenda really quick. She's talking with um, what's her name? I keep I calling forget. her Ellen Wolf. She's Ellen Wolf from Dexter to me. She says, you know, digging Dexter. There you go. Nice plug. <laughs> uh, uh, Brenda is telling Ellen Wolf. She's like, you know, if he falls off the edge, people will know. Talking about Billy. Do you remember that line at all when they're first talking? Nope. At the um, at like their table, yeah. they're like having. The only reason why I bring that up <clears throat> is because I think that's like somewhat what they do sometimes six feet under, just like a little nod to like. Fiona fell off the edge like you know I think it's like intentional intentional um (laughs) intentional whatever um you know thinking about because we kind of see now that Claire and Billy have broken up Billy now lives with Nate and Brenda does he live there wait he's living there I don't think he lives there no I thought he was just there oh my god yeah whoops sorry so vehemently opposed (laughs) no I definitely don't think he lives there so let me ask you guys, does Billy live there? No. No. <laughs> no. Wait, Whoa. Oh God, I just... Are you okay? I, I'm so vulnerable right now. Um, oh, threesome. Please. Okay. Threesome. Um, He's turning red. I was just going to... Wait, what is that? That's your ice maker. What? Hey, Roxy. I was... <laughs> She's the one that I was one going to discuss about how Nate can't get away with Billy. Because if you can't get away from Billy, if you think about it, he's like... Oh, now Billy's dating my younger sister. Yeah. Oh, they break up. Great. Finally out of my life. Nope. Now in my house. Now they're going through the IMs and emails. I love how he said it. I love that he printed it and transcribed it. He said, I'm going to transcribe the IMs right now. How many times have we done this in our lifetime? Am I the only one? Have you ever printed IMs? Never. Yeah. Never. And it was one time used against me. We were like in a chat room making fun of someone and a parent brought it to my house and was like, look what your kid was saying. I was never a bully ever in my life. Don't believe it. You've Not printed out it. transcripts? Yeah. Like, to analyze why? why this guy didn't love me. <laughs> it's very simple. That's funny because you don't do that anymore. Ah. Because you shut me down. <laughs> not a funny joke. I do not come to my relationship problems anymore. We're done. I can't cross that line. Oh, uh, again, I just think it's really funny how Nate really can't get away from Billy. And it's like, now he broke up with Claire and now he's even closer. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, hey, 
Can we talk about the fact that your sister dumped me and like, what do you think this means, Nate? Did Nate did did uh, blah? Did Billy say? Did Claire say anything to you? When Nate that? responded, like, well, at least you're not like the only reason sister. I'm yeah, the only reason I'm dealing with you is because you're not stalking my sister. Like, but he like yelled at him. I yeah. thought it was like I thought it wasn't real. Like, you know how Six Feet Under does that? I was like, oh, he didn't really just say that. And then I was like, oh, he did actually. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he, he did. actually did say that. We're gonna talk about the actual phone call between Nate and my um, Nate and um, what's her name? Maggie, not Tina. Uh, Maggie. Oh, um. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> phone call. Uh, when Nate is alone with Maya, and right after the phone call, Billy comes over. Uh, and I don't know. I guess I guess I didn't understand it until this scene, like, how much this first love meant to Nate. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously this is going... Did, did this happen in an episode prior? Because I don't remember this. <laughs> so, uh, epi- season two, episode six. And I know Laura on Instagram is going to correct me if I'm wrong. We watch the episode, and uh-huh. that's where we get the introdu- introduction of Sarah, and it's it, it's sort of spoken about. You watched it, and yeah. you have a better memory because we just watched it. How was it brought up? I feel like it wasn't brought up in the sense that no, because we, we no when we watched this episode, I was like, well, now do you get who Fiona is? Right, but it wasn't. How was it brought up in season two? Is what I'm trying to ask. This was brought up, by the way, because this okay. was something where Sarah came and, and Sarah said something like, oh, uh, whatever, whatever, whoever, Fiona, deflower you. Okay. So they said they said this character. Mm-hmm. They just never brought her into it until this episode. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they made a big deal about it, though, with Nate she, being she was so never in love her, with well, her. There was, she was never introduced in an episode. No, she was until, never introduced. Until her death But like, when, she, when Sarah is first introduced, a big fighting point between, between Ruth and Sarah is like, you know, your friend raped my son. Oh, like you know what oh. I mean. And and everyone else is like, no, yeah. it's fine, it's cool, whatever. How old like, was Nate? Fifteen. Ooh, yeah, that's disgusting. Um, oof. But I just never thought of like how much Nate <laughs> is is you know uh, um how much he's bothered by it or whatnot. You know. Um, let's hmm. see. Next storyline. Do we want to go through Vanessa and Rico quick? Yeah, sure. Um. Fucking Vanessa, who... Let me ask you. Do you remember her? what she said last episode? Uh, no. So you didn't listen to the podcast? Mm, yes. I mean, you're only the co-host. <laughs> yeah, I was just busy with the weight on my shoulders. Oh, that's right. <laughs> my podcast app has been acting up. So. It hasn't. Mm-hmm. What did she say, Victor? What did she say, Victor? Uh, so to update you, Natalie, co-host okay. of the podcast. So you didn't even watch the... Le- <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> no, yes, I did don't. watch it. I just don't remember it because you don't, you don't. I have so much on my mind. So you didn't watch it? Yes, I did. I don't remember what she said, though. Did you watch last episode? Yes. Tell us something that happens. Um, I can't because you're putting me on the spot. But Ouch. I swear, and I don't swear. I did. Natalie's caught. Natalie's so caught. Oh, I'm fired? I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You're not, <laughs> not going to watch the episode? No, I did watch the episode. I swear. I believe you. Thank you. Vanessa, while in a fight with Rico, because Rico sort of manipulated the principal and what's going on with school. Oh, that's right. I remember all of that. What'd you say? Yes, she got really mad at Rico because Rico told her that she was depressed and she had this drug addict boyfriend and so forth. I remember that. Natalie's literally she said to scrolling. Stay away. Natalie's literally scrolling through her phone and going through a synopsis. <laughs> you right I'm not allowed to have my phone here. Phone. You've, you've banned me from my phone. And why is that? Because I got distracted <laughs> one day. Uh, uh, anyway, Vanessa says the line. I can't believe I married a fucking embalmer. There you go. That's right. I remember that. Oh my god. Yeah, that was in my notes. Yeah, I totally knew that. Anyway, uh, so what do you think about that? Mm, I'm glad they're back together. All right. So Vanessa. <laughs> God. So Vanessa's getting a nanny and flying her in. Uh, and when she gets there, she just overloads her with the nanny, with task and whatnot. Uh, um, <laughs> I have in my notes here, we work with these kind of people. We're talking about when we walk in to work, uh-huh. they just throw a million things at you. Do you, ha- do you know what I'm talking about? Something like this. Not obviously when you're brought into a brand new situation. But like you walk in the door and it's like, oh, by the way, can you do this? Do you need this? And you do this? Right, and whatever. And you're just like, yet. and you're just like, not even clocked in. You're just like, um, I literally just walked in. I might like, be that person. You're that person? Are you I that might person? be. <laughs> like if I drink wow. enough coffee, I might so like be. There, there, there's a situation where I could potentially walk in in the morning and you're like, oh, can you go fix the dryer? Oh, hey, this, this one called for you. That one. Yeah, that's you. That could be me. Wow. Have they even clocked in yet? My God. It could be me. Do yeah. You also bring in homeless people into. No, people? no, not doing that. <laughs> uh, um, 
you know, quick moment when, when there, there's a moment where Rico is, is sewing up Mrs. Fiona. Suturing. Oh, God. I mean, Sorry. This, this, we don't sew, we suture. You know what? Just Vanessa's correcting right. correcting you. Fucking oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just trying to make you a better Um, Did you see how real it was? Yeah. (laughs) No, but here's, well, here's a couple things that I picked up from that one. Her, her, her stomach is distended because you know, that's where the viscera bag is. Right. And that's where the, um, what is the viscera bag that when, when you're, when you've had an autopsy opposed, your organs are placed in a red bag and then the embalmer treats the bag with a chemical and then places it back into your abdomen. Got it. But anyways, and, and usually it's a little distorted, it's a little distended there because, you know, it's not going back into its regular place. It, but the work that Rico did on her, because her face, her viewing side was all banged up and so right. forth. He did a great job, but she wasn't even present for the service. Uh, they could have seen her beforehand. Well, they did. They came downstairs and they sung well, her. Well, I mean, yeah. she looked and great, don't you think? He did a nice job. I, I mean, I mean, I, I was talking more about how real. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, how real? Because you you don't get to see Rico working on it. You just see her face is banged up, and then you mm-hmm. see her completely fine. Mm-hmm. So, I but mean, he was suturing. What I was saying, the suturing was rather. Yes, I was like, wow, was they really got it down. How it looks, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say how it feels, but. His his motions, mm-hmm. how he's doing about it is like mm-hmm. really well done. It was for a convincing scene. A TV show, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I guess to stay somewhat in the embalming room when when Rico goes to to Nate, like, oh, oh, you slept with her? Uh, no. Yeah, like like inappropriate. We do not discuss those things. What? I just. <laughs> We're very, we have very, Natalie's no. facial expression. We don't. Um, the answer is no. No, I, I'm not disagreeing. Like I just don't think that Rico meant it to be. He didn't mean it to yeah. be any harm, but don't, yeah. don't even bring let, it up. Let, let me say this as there's conversations that, and I, I speak, I spoke about this in way earlier episodes of, of, of the podcast. Just like you sometimes just hold regular conversation while you're embalming. Like yeah. it's just because we're doing like a, a, a second nature, right? You're laughing because we've had some serious we've had convos. Some serious conversations. And, but, but I, I'm saying that to say like, I could totally get how you would think, oh, that's, that's really disrespectful, whatnot. But we're never talking about the person. No. I will say sometimes the person does lead to conversation. Like I'll say the the person died from this, and then we talk about cases we may have right, right, or just like oh, can you imagine this? Whatever we don't. But what I'm saying is the the idea of, and again, not while trying to say like I've had conversations, even sometimes that were uh, inappropriate, not about the person, just inappropriate conversations or whatnot. Never in all my years and all the people I've worked with, never was like, dude, check her out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know no. what I mean? Yeah. I can like, I could say, I could say I've had very inappropriate conversations, not in regards to the deceased, but, uh, about the deceased, like that really yeah. rarely, well, you know? I'm going to say that you've never had inappropriate conversation with me. So this is not back with, the, with our working period, but we definitely don't have this. I think it's inappropriate. It's it definitely was inappropriate. Especially but- when you know somebody and I have embalmed people that I've known and Victor's been there and we yeah. just don't have conversations like that. Yeah. We don't do that. We so, talk about other things. So stupid Vanessa comes home and there's just a homeless man chilling in her house. Uh, uh, thoughts or, or I guess a scale of, did you think Vanessa was too mean? I thought she was horrible for that. Vanessa. The girl came from Canada. Canadians are super sweet and nice. She didn't know. So I kind of thought Vanessa was just awesome. Just aside. I just think that Vanessa should have been like, yo, you don't take homeless people in. If, if the girl was trying... If um, Julio videotaping her dancing to Brick House but it was wasn't enough, okay. I wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You would have fired her me. when she came home. And she no, 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 no. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't have fired her for that. But um, you you hired a nanny to take after your children, and now you're bringing homeless people in. Right, dumb mistake. I think. But that also, I, Vanessa pointed out this is in Canada. You don't do that. And you hear, I don't. I've never been to Canada. I don't know. But I hear all the super nice people. This this stuff doesn't happen up there. She didn't know. She's inexposed. Uh, so teach her. Don't do that. I, I think it was a little harsh how how mean she was. That being said, uh, um, on on the commentary, uh, the writer was like, 
trying to gauge of how nice or mean she should have been. And they shot it two ways. Like, one mm -hmm. way, she was really nice. Like, this is not going to work out. Please leave and whatever. And then the other way, where Vanessa is, like, basically barking at her. Yeah. And they, like, chose to go with Vanessa barking at her. And she's I totally <laughs> took it, though, as Vanessa being, like, a badass. And while I think I probably would have fired her at mm -hmm. that time, I don't think I could have been that mean because I don't think I have it in me. But I you think don't. I wish I did. Yeah. Because she just looked like, she just looked like a badass. I don't, I mean, someone would have to be doing something really terrible to me or my kids for me to yell at them like that. Being a foreigner who, let's face it, she went to a hotel after, if she could find one, if she had enough money to, you know what I mean? I think she went on the streets. I mean, I she may really have, I know her. she very well may have, you know, uh, and this prompts Rico to, well, rather Vanessa to, to move back in, uh, uh, just real quick. Cause I mean, that's just sort of setting up how it moves forward. Um, I mean, Rico would have taken Vanessa back in any form or fashion. Cause, I mean, it's really abrupt how it happens. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, you want to come over? Hey, you want to move back in? <gasps> um, but quick thoughts on, on Rico finally going back in. Or is this just more like... I'm glad they're back together. I kind of am too. And when he got the phone call from Vanessa yeah. during the service, like the look on his uh -huh. face yeah. Yeah. was literally like kid on Christmas morning. And I was Christmas just like, morning. Neither of you kind of question, understanding we've seen what we've seen, you don't question like Vanessa's... No, I totally Thoughts. do. Yeah. Just well, she's like, ready for him to be back home. No, but, but like, I'm just saying like, she seemed like she was just like, all right, come on. We're back together. Okay. See, but I almost didn't even think that she was like that. I think that they're going to end up back together. And obviously I don't know. But um, I kind of feel like she was just that desperate that she just needed another adult. That's how I took it. Yes, I take it like that. But too. um, I, I but like I don't like I think together. Rico's like, oh my god, this is great. My family's gonna be back together, and I think Vanessa's just like, I'm this desperate. I know I can at least trust you with my kids. Yeah, you're gonna do right by my kids, but I'm not back with you now. Who knows what's gonna happen in the future? Wait, but is he gonna be in his own room? That's what I. Yeah, that was happening. Discussed. Victor, we don't know. Well, that's a great thing because you could turn tune in next week and we could all find out. Uh, uh, in terms of acting, when you when you wish an actor like good luck, you say break a leg. Nice. Deep inside these sleeping shallows, far away when no one goes now. Take my place in golden space of TV star that no one knows now. And now some thoughts on pantyhose. Maybe you should try a different brand. Mine energized me. No, it's not the brand. I mean, they're all the same. It's, I mean, I don't understand how having your leg sheathed in this, like, smooth plastic Barbie leg, like, encased in a sausage casing would help you do your job better. I mean, doesn't it seem sexist that it's a regulation only for women? Men have to wear ties. Right, but they don't suffocate you. And it's not on their penis. I'm gonna have to wash out some mugs. You ride up my thighs. You're tied on my ass. You climb up my crotch. You ruin my neck and feel my soul. You feel my soul. And we are back with part two of the podcast. Uh, Marissa, is there something you wanted to ask Natalie about regarding one of her birthdays, if any of them in particular? Oh, my Lord. What? Wait. What birthday do you think she's going to ask you about? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. My 30th when I cried because I've told you this a thousand times. <laughs> no, you didn't tell me this. I'm like on every single podcast, I somehow, some way bring up the fact that I cried on my 30th birthday. That's actually birthday. kind of brand new information. When did you? No, I, I really not don't brand know. New. I, I really don't know about this. I already know the joke you two have about me with this. He already shared it. Maybe it doesn't nice work one. if you share it. Yeah, you already shared Wait, it. Wait, did I share it? Yes, I you? you said that you guys lay in bed and make fun of me about <laughs> every podcast. Somehow, some way, I bring up the fact that I cried on my 30th birthday. We just speak the truth. 2018. 2018. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to put this out there as a PSA. Okay. It's 2018, and this is the year we, we speak, speak the, the truth. truth. Damn. Hashtag. Claire, now free from Billy, is not going to Europe and is now getting a temp job. You ride up. Can I just <laughs> keep going? Keep going. No, I'm not going. Oh, Whoa, on. yeah, that was beautiful. Marissa brought a stapler and everything. I gotta tell you, that was the best. I hate musicals. That was 
fantastic. Is that all not of the lyrics? Were Claire amazing? is 2018 speaking the truth about wearing pantyhose. When was the last time you wore pantyhose? I have so. to. It's part of my dress code. I have to wear pantyhose what? every oh, single. You could wear Victor, pants. Hold on. Back me hold up. On, hold on. But you could wear pants. What am I going to wear underneath my pants when I wear my 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 shoes? You have to wear pantyhose when you no, wear pants. No, no. Uh, yeah, I do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If in, in this business, it I'm not hold wearing on, knee on, socks. On, I'm not wearing knee highs. In this business environment, are you telling me all women have to wear pantyhose when they wear no. pants as well? No, no, no. I'm telling right, so you, you at our firm, pantyhose are a requirement. Even That's when you insane. wear pants? No, it's not. But I don't wear pants 100, <laughs> percent and I just have pantyhose. Right. So when, but I hate them. I have no choice. But, but I have to suck in my belly. Uh, not, no, control top, not, baby. Not pertinent but it's information. So uncomfortable. You said I always have to wear pantyhose, and then I, I said, okay, but not when you wear pants. Okay, so well, it's not always. Okay, fine. Great, it's not always. When I wear let pants, me, let I me rewind to. a little. But bit. I'm not wearing knee highs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me rewind a little bit. Have either of you ever worked or gone to a temp agency? No. No. Oh. I always, there was like three periods in my life where I was unemployed and I had to have a job. Mm-hmm. And I always thought the idea of a temp, ag- temp, ag- blah, temp agency is cool. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's not. And I was going to ask one of you guys, but no. no we've yeah. never been. Okay. Well. And I have to wear pantyhose every day. Um, <laughs> are, are, when's the last time you wore pantyhose? I was, Do you know how much pantyhose are? I think that they're expensive. Yeah. I And I think the last time I wore pantyhose... When I was six and I was doing ballet mm-hmm. and you needed them for ballet. So you haven't worn pantyhose in, what, 36 years? Okay. 24. Oh, okay. And fuck no. <laughs> I hate them. Are, are pantyhose expensive? Yes. How Every expensive? Pair, $10 a pair. And don't they rip the minute you put them on? No. See, that's you pay a little bit more money. rips in them. My pantyhose have rips yeah. in them? That's because I'm too lazy to go buy them. I remember pair. when I was little and I would go to my mom's leg because uh-huh. she would have to wear pantyhose and you would pull on them. Now, I do, listen, they're 10 bucks a pop and they do last me a lot longer than like legs energy, right? But the minute that I snag them, they're snagged. And I have walked around because I am tired of paying the money. I have walked around, work with a rip in the back of my pantyhose. Damn because right. I don't care. Damn right. At this point, I don't care. All right, then, it's too expensive. Then question, you've been wearing pantyhose for a rather long time. You don't get used to it? You don't get comfortable? I'm used to it. I, I just can't. The summertime is sweltering. I, I'm, it's awful. I'm of the mindset as a guy, obviously, that bras seem so uncomfortable. Or on bras now. No, I, I'm not saying, I said as a guy who's yeah. never worn a bra, just seeing, just on they women, are. it just seems really uncomfortable because it's like tight and it's like, it's not light either. Yeah, it it's depends like, on which one you choose. But I'm saying it's like a, it's a, it's a strap across your chest. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Two straps. Pantyhose mm-hmm. seems to me, and because they're so thin rather, it just seems like, it just kind of feels like a, a layer. A, they're a thin not, layer they're not her. bad, bad. Like how she, it talks about what's, it depends on what size you get. I happen to get a size bigger just so that I don't have the write-up, right. but the problem, is, and I don't have the chafe, the chafing and so forth, the problem is during the summertime months, it's awful. I think, it is awful. I think wearing a bra, I'm just used to, but I think wearing pantyhose, it would, I would feel like a sausage. I do feel like a sausage. <laughs> I feel like a well and case sausage. No, my belly is well and case controlled. <laughs> okay, but I feel like a sausage. All right. During summertime. Ne- next question, do you... Who do you think is singing? Do you think it's Claire or do you think they hired a singer? I think it's Claire. Or Lauren Ambrose, rather. I feel like they probably hired a singer, but I'd like to think it's Claire. It actually is. They went to the it's studio. Wow. Her voice is amazing. That's right? crazy. Yeah, I thought they hired someone. Uh, no, it's a great both voice. Both Michael C. Hall and her have like a lot of Broadway experience. Oh. They can't, They come from like a Broadway background. Because if you remember, there's an, uh, an episode really early in season one where they kind of, they go into like, they've had like three... I guess four musical numbers on the show because mm-hmm. there's an episode where Nate thinks he's a rock star and they do like this whole big Nate's a rock star and they, like the whole chapel becomes like in Nate's head like a dream like he's like performing on stage and he's like a famous rock star and then there's one where Claire just busts into a musical and she's like daydreaming just like this mm-hmm. um, and then Francis Conroy and Michael C. Hall are like behind her dancing it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a cool scene it's like really early on at six feet under um, have you ever daydreamed like this to the point where you're like singing or just doing something really dramatic no have you i've daydreamed winning the lotto Mm -hmm. to the point where i'm like already on vacation with my (laughs) boat and and then i'm like oh my god wait i don't have any money 
<laughs> like, I, like I get so far into it. Like, well, I guess I would give this person a little bit. Like I already literally am like divvying out like who I'm giving what and what I'm buying and where I'm going shopping. And then like I realize, oh my God, I'm broke. It's such a TV trope to be like, Victor, Victor. And you wake up. That's never happened to me. Well. Has it? Yeah, a few times. Didn't you try to talk to you? What? You ignore me a lot. (laughs) You fall asleep at work. I fall asleep. Oh, have I ever told you the time that I had to like scream at him to wake him up? Go ahead. Tell the story. No. No, I'm serious. Tell the story. Literally, he was asleep at work. (laughs) He was in a giant like, it was like six o'clock at night. I shut down and he'd been gone for a while. I'm like, well, he's just doing his thing. So he's in the chapel. He's sleeping. And I'm like, Victor, Victor, and nothing. And I finally was like, Victor. (laughs) And he like woke up and he was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What time is it? I was like, yo, I'm leaving. (laughs) Like, You can stay here if you want. There is something special about sleeping on the job. Oh God. That couch is so comfortable. There's just something. And it's been my entire career. You always find that couch in a funeral home. Oh yeah. Where, where. I guess this relates to any job where you have sort of couches like this because I mean it, it's rather specific to funeral directors, but we know which couch. My my, my entire <laughs> career, my, my the first funeral home I ever worked at, there was we had three rooms and it was A room, B room, and C room. And B room was the middle chapel, and we had like the, the dividers that closed in between. But it was like how do I say? It, it's like you could walk through, mm-hmm. but B room had like a panel that hid. So you you knew it would, it would always be like I was working with this other guy and I was always like I'll be in B room. He's like all right. And a half hour, we'll like, yeah, we'll switch, we all know whatever. Rules. At any, I would always get caught in B room. <laughs> but you know how you always like, you just pick up and like fluff a pillow, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be right there, you know. Um, God, my entire career, it's always been a place to sleep, and whatnot. Interesting fact. We always have each other's back when it comes to who needs to sleep in the chapel. No, no. How this? How this? <laughs> we do. I'll be like Victor. I'm no, no, no. Twenty. <laughs> have you? I, what I was gonna say is, I don't think you've, I've ever seen you sleep at work. I do. Have you? Where? And I do. I'm quiet about it. You and go, I take the cordless phone with me. And if y'all don't answer after third ring, I wake up and answer it. But we also have each other's back. Yeah. Never, I've never seen her go to sleep where we always got each other's back. Because, well, I'm not usually that I tired. have your back when no, you I call do, your I sister. Do. Yeah, when there I you call go. my sister. There you go. call my sister. Uh, most of Claire's storyline gets tied up into, into Ruth, and, and we'll talk about it. Um, but the end, the end scene with Claire where, where she's... Aunt Sarah tells her she's not an artist. And this sort of gets everything uh, drummed up in Claire. We watched the episode, and we've seen that. That's the episode uh, and when she is introduced in season two where Sarah tells Claire, you are an artist. Mm-hmm. And Claire is all, like, starry-eyed and everything and whatnot. Um, and this episode, like she says, the complete opposite. I don't get how someone who's so insignificant to Claire, because, I mean, you could tell this is the first time she's seen her probably since then. Why she cares so much, whether or not Sarah says she's an artist. And I'm just saying, if you're an artist, you don't get like validated whether or not someone calls you an artist or not, right? I just feel like... I don't know. You're an artist or you're not. Okay. But like, any, I mean, theoretically, everyone's an artist, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you're an artist on this podcast. How am I an artist on this podcast? Because you're creating, you're, you're, you're giving opinions. It's... Mm -hmm. No? No, I mean, I... Okay. Right. So, uh, uh, Ruth is setting George up at their new place, although he sad, doesn't but know it's, good it's his him. new place. Yeah. Um, I like the little callback and shit. I think this is season four with the drill. Yeah. Yes. It is season four. Yeah. Uh, That's remember when they proposed and, they were, yeah. and we That's talked about proposed. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I like that. I hate sometimes that six feet under is so small that, you know... Claire is dating her her brother's sister's boyfriend, and now Billy's back at home, whatever. But I like that they make the world feel continuous, where it's like, oh, remember this random moment in like season four? Like, oh, here's the drill again, you know? Um, when Ruth calls Fiona, well, I'm sorry, Ruth calls George to be like, you know, hey, Fiona died, and Sarah's here, and I guess I have to stay with her. Um, kind of like the way you say, like, I need to stay at work. Sorry, I got to work late tonight. No? Ruth Do- totally took this death as an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. This was like, I get a vacation from saying. George. Yeah, when I get a break from George. Like, Listen, totally. I have to stay here. Fiona died. One of my Sorry. favorite parts was when Sarah yeah. was like, I just need people around me. And <laughs> He's George like, what? Like, yeah, what? George was like, what? Should I come over? No, no. She's just delusional, you know? Uh, she meant sisters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, 
And it's fun. You know, you know what makes that funnier is Ruth. You could tell didn't like Fiona. Yeah. And you know, she always kind of hated Fiona for what she did to. Well, Nate. yeah. I mean, rightfully so. And now it's her dear sweet friend oh, Fiona, yeah. who she's so devastated over. Yeah. Yeah, and even later, she's just like. Listen, so I'm not going to be home, but you got food, right? Like, we're, we're, we're good here. You can go ahead and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be stuck here for a few days. Uh, um, Claire comes in, you know, when they're all talking and, well, we see Bettina again. Um, love Bettina. Love, love her. Bettina. Love her. But. That's going to be me. What do you think? Love it. Yeah. You're going to be Bettina. Yes. You care way too much what people think. Ouch. Bettina? You. What are you talking about? Uh-oh. Let me repeat it. You care too much what people think. I think Bettina's the coolest person in the world. <laughs> She's just not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not following. I need to go lay down in the chapel. So when, when, <laughs> when Claire comes in and is like, uh, oh, is this, oh, Fiona, that Fiona, the one with Nate, everyone just kind of laughs and whatnot. Everyone's completely cool with Fiona having raped Nate. Like, no one, it's like funny. No. No, I, I just think it's gross. I, I mean, not you. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about this entire people, all the people in the episode. Or didn't no one pick up on that? Um, I guess I just I don't think. I mean, like I think everyone probably knows that Nate was. Hold on. No matter what, no matter what happens, if I was 14 and and I got raped by by my aunt's friend, uh-huh. no matter how cool it is, no matter whatever, it's still rape. It's, right. Yeah. Like, no matter... Yeah, really cool for Nate. That's great. A 32-year-old woman slept with a 15-year-old. Well, they also made the comment, too, about she loved to deflower the young men. Well, what I'm saying is it's everyone's like just completely cool behavior. with rape. Yeah. yeah. No matter how much, which way you word it's it. It's really like, gross. I'm just saying. It, it just, I know. I know. I don't. I have no response to it because I'm, I'm just really disturbed by it. I, I'm not asking for a response about the rape. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I just Everyone just sits around the tables like, yep, Fiona's totally... Mm-hmm. Like, all that, that old Fiona just raping 15-year-olds, you know? <laughs> just gross um did you guys pick up on the table comment that, yes, that they got the new table back do you remember where the first table george got rid of it do you remember that episode mm, it was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> the reason why i bring it up is because uh that's the episode if you remember where dwight is still living in the house his name wasn't dwight arthur. his name was dwight <laughs> arthur was his uh, alter ego but that's where they're having like the food labeling oh right that's when they were talking about the 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 rocks and the formica you're actually all right thank you <laughs> thank you and then and then arthur went and googled it to tell right but anyway that's wrong. that's uh thank and, you and i'm not gonna lie and say i i remember this on my own i had to uh, um get the get laura's help again on that uh but yeah that that was the episode where they're labeling it and that's when our um god What's his name? George brought in his table. And now that Ruth has kind of moved out, they brought the table back. Uh, just the same way. the same Kind of like the same thing with the drill. Bringing stuff back, whatnot. Um, when Sarah's freaking out, and we're assuming this is all in the same day. Uh, I mean, it kind of started. The idea of five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And I stole this from from uh, the, the, the woman who, who reviews all the articles, Billy Doe. But... Like denial and anger. Yeah. Do you know the five stages of grief off the top of your head? I do. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, it's by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. All right. Well, name, name the five stages. So the first one that you have is, give me a moment. Just give me a moment. Denial, anger, bargaining. Uh, wait, acceptance is the last one. Nah. Wait a minute. Nat. 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 Wait a minute. Nah. You have nah. denial. Nat. <laughs> Anger. You got those. Okay. You were cemented. You have uh, bargaining. bargaining. Uh, so, the, uh, and I, then acceptance. What's the What's the fourth one? Den- Which one am I? Huh? Bargaining, denial, denial, anger, bargaining, grief. No. <laughs> Sadness. Yeah, sounds good. Acceptance. No, acceptance is the last one. Yeah, we should know this. This is our national board. Denial, anger, bargaining. Acceptance. And acceptance. Yeah, what are the five stages? How do we not know this? This is actually pretty terrifying that I don't know the answer to this. Um, do you either of you recognize the woman Susie Bright? Do you know that this is an actual woman who's like no. a, a feminist sex politics no, writer? No. Um, that's fine. I want you guys to filibuster while I look up five stages of grief. But... I am actually pretty upset with myself that I don't know the answer to I'm that. I'm pretty upset with you. All this right, is beat into here my go. head. Here we, for... here we go. Here we go. Don't don't look. Don't look. 
Denial. Oh, I did get it right. It's depression. Yeah, she, she got it right. I did get it right. It was sad. When I said sadness. Yeah. That counts. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, this woman, Susie Bright, is actually a feminist sex writer. Like, and she like writes about sex politics and whatnot. Um, when Maggie comes over to George's house and she sort of suspects Ruth hasn't moved any of her stuff. Um, George says how, like, she, you know, she kind of makes up, like, yeah, Ruth is really upset about Fiona died and whatnot. Uh, do you think it's... Do you think it's plausible that it's gone this long and George hasn't picked up on it? No, he's picked up on it. Not at that point. Yeah, I don't think he has picked up on no, it. Really? I don't. I, just I think that he has. No, because so. he tells her. He tells her, "Hey, stop being so nosy. Everything's fine." I think he has picked up on it because he's telling her because he doesn't want to have this conversation with his daughter. Because then, when you see Ruth again, he says, um, "I already went and bought the pots and pans." Like he totally knew what was happening. I'm talking about the point when Maggie is there. Yeah, that's I think what that's I'm saying. That's why he's telling her not to pry. It. Okay, that's that's just. But what it, I it's think. coming. It's coming to light for him. I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. Yes. And Maggie calls night. We actually have this scene on now, and the phone call is like rather intimate, on both yeah. ends. No. No. What is that? Because I mean, even the way she's like, "Don't lie to me." Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, well, how about you just fucking ask where my mother is? Yeah. <laughs> like, like leave it at that. But let me ask you. So, so we all agree it's it was a rather weird phone call and kind of intimate. Did you pick up on anything else during the phone call? Because there's one specific line like, whoa. When he was like, it's just me and Maya? Yeah. Yeah. What is he trying he to do? Tell her to come over. I, I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just saying like, I mean, she shuts, it, she shuts it down quick. Yeah. But I mean, he still said it. And then also when she shuts it down, she's like, okay, well, I, I'll see you soon, I hope. I, I didn't even pick up on it. I was just kind of like. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Um. But I, I, and I you know before that because Nate picks up Maya and he he leaves the woman's dinner. Um, there, there's the no more men deal that that, that... was so funny. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a woman's dinner, and I don't know if you said this on mic or or before, but how fun that dinner looked. Uh, I, it wish I, does look, I wish Why? I was there. I wish I was there. Are you kidding? Time. By the way, none of them had purple teeth with all that red wine they were drinking. Did you notice No that? one gets purple teeth but you. No, <laughs> Natalie perpetually one. has purple teeth. I do. No, that do party have, looked... Do you have her? Yes, she I already does. looked in the bathroom. <laughs> um, I love that party. That's what we need to do. We need to... Then. Let's do it. Victor, bye. <laughs> Marissa, let's go and bow ourselves. I'm down. The, I'm down. The, the, what I picked up, because, I mean, while you guys might say it's fun whatnot... Um, the We're idea such a good time. The, such a good time. the idea that funerals bring people together. True. And I think it's perfectly illustrated here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Ruth hasn't seen all these people. Sarah brings all of them together and whatnot and they're having a great time. Um they how many get high. How many times do we see at wakes and, and funerals that afterwards when they leave to go home for the night, and whatnot, like they're gonna have a party. Yeah, yeah. party. Um that they're going to like drink, like, you know, and like celebrate. And I know. you always, and because they, I mean, I hate cliches, but the cliche that death is the great unifier mm-hmm. is like 1000% true. Like, how many times or do we. Or it's a great divider. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to throw that out there, but it's true. Is that a cliche? Mm, I'm just saying that death is either going to unite or it's going to divide you. You know that as a funeral director, I mean, families also come in that hate each other. Uh, I, all right, but I was just talking more <laughs> of the idea of how how many times when we're at visitation do we say, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. True. You know, and just random person from 20 years ago, random student at a class, whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh my God, you know. Uh, um, they want a, why are you laughing at me? Because I think you're fantastic. You and your purple teeth. <laughs> so they have, so let me ask you, since I'm here with two women, Thoughts on a no mm-hmm. no man's land world? Well, uh, I, no, I can't go without men. I need you guys. Well, only only for a certain to, amount of time. Only to pleasure us. What they say to yes, have to pleasure money us to give and us for money care <laughs> and for childcare. Yes. So for those reasons, yeah, sure, I could use you. Guess Aside from around. that, out. No, it just looks so much fun. And also, I love Ruth's, like, alter ego with her hair down. I also like, Ruth love... puts her hair down, and then it's, like, new woman. Yeah, and, like, Claire's hooking her up with the best pot, too. I love when Claire finds her digging for the pot. Yeah, Claire literally that? looks terrified. What but is she doing for mother the... goes through what stuff is, like What is she that? doing That's for the pot? Cool. When Ruth is looking for Claire's pot, and Claire walks what in... Was she, what was that adjective you used? Starts oh. with a D. Starts with a D. Digging? 
and digging Dexter. Do we, do we have a new podcast? <laughs> Dexter? Did I really say digging? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me let me go. Let me rewind one second. A room full of women. Love it. Good all, time. All blaming men. Love it. <laughs> and no man's world. No no Love man it. whatever. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is, who's more wrong on the spectrum? These women or all the men that exist? All the men. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. You know, once in a while you gotta look Victor, in the mirror. Victor, you can't sit with us at this dinner. I'm like Actually, literally. I'm, I'm like literally not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally on this couch by myself. You can't with, sit with, with us. my mic on a step stool. <laughs> um, yeah. So we see who's got the weed, and uh, Claire goes digging. Dexter. What? <laughs> And we get some sort of reconciliation between Ruth and Claire. That was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> you ruined the phrase. It was beautiful. When when the two of them are talking, and I swear I've said this so many times on the podcast, but now I have like a little bit more of a wrinkle thrown to it. First of all, how great casting of Francis Conroy and Lauren Ambrose is as Ruth and Claire. Like how much do they look alike? But then add to it, Sarah. Yeah. Like as a sister, like she told, she could be Claire's mom. Definitely. But she's like her aunt. Like, you know, I think that's mm-hmm. like rather, you know, a uh, uh, beautiful casting. I like the way they use the word beautiful. <laughs> when, when they hug and, you know, they go through their, their reconciliation, whatnot, and they hug and they say, I love you to each other. It is, I could probably, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but I would like to one day go through like top 10 most heartwarming moments on the show. It always involves. It's usually always siblings like Nate and, and David or David and, and, and Claire or whatnot. But like this was probably two, one out of two times that it's Francis Conroy and, and Claire. It was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. The woman, you. the woman, the woman go downstairs. F, well, I guess. They, I, 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 and we talked about this earlier. That was dumb. They, dumb so let me just set it up that they. All the women go downstairs, and they're all huddled around Fiona's body. Uh, first of all, health code violation. Secondly, they all... That's not a health code violation. Having unlicensed people in your prep room? Mm, and that's not a health code violation. They just need to have clothes on. And they're all smoking pot? Okay, that's the health <laughs> Yeah, that's... I said health club. That's the health and code And we, we ironically have this scene on um, this singing. I can't... I want to, man, I should have tried to think of how as, God, what's the word, cringy this is. When I die, will you sing a song to me like this? No. no. Do we have anything to say about this singing scene besides it's cringy? Okay, so aside from it being cringeworthy, and you two are funeral directors, so I... And we don't sing. Are you sure? No, we don't. Okay, but so anyway, so I just kind of thought... That like even though the song was weird and the whole situation was kind of weird, it was a nice moment. It was kind of cool. Yeah. That they're like all best friends, kind of. They're not. Brenda, Brenda knows one okay. person here. I'm just saying that none of the they're not all best friends. But Ru- s- Ruth doesn't like any of these people yeah. up until this point, and they all met the sex writer. What I'm trying to say is. They're not all best friends. I'm not trying to like no, drain but, on your but prayer. No, just but like, Marissa, I see your point. Yes, it was a just, moment where you came together. It's kind of just more of an intimate moment. I get it. With someone passing that yep. no one really would ever have the No one would ever have, have this opportunity Yeah, to exactly. So that's correct. kind of the only thing that I took from it. The song no, was super and, weird. And the thing is, it, it's creepy. It's weird. It's yeah. dumb. It's because we know it's not going to happen. But it is, really it is hard. a moment. It truly is a moment. And what now? I mean, you it is say? a moment. Sarah's snips are really hard. <laughs> yeah, Notice that? I wasn't even bringing that up. I forgot about that, too. It's Must, in my notes. I wasn't even bringing that up. Those, yeah, yeah, there we go. Those are nips. Absolutely. Why are we, so what if they are? I just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm just speaking the truth. They do look good. Our, our episode <laughs> closes uh, uh, with Fiona's funeral, and Ruth is sort of that guy that wants to drink more beers at like 5 a.m. Ouch. You know, and she's yeah. like, come on, guys. No, you ever no been to a bar time? at 5 a.m., by the way? Um, or 7 a.m.? Uh, no, I can't say I have. In Denver, they oh. do have a 24-hour bar that I have gone and drank at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. If I a- It's crazy. If I asked you, and just on the spot, if you could, if I just gave you, let's just say, <laughs> breast, duct tape, <laughs> bleeding. S- dating, bleeding, could you concoct a story from that? I could not. So let's continue closing this story. The out. way Ruth is just like... <laughs> Oh, come on, guys. We're going to go to No Man's Land. She's dead serious about it. I know. Dead she serious. wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, the guy who, like, 5 a.m., this happened to me once on a bachelor party. 
we were like all done for the night uh-huh. and one of my friends walks in with like a 36 pack <laughs> and like half the people are passed out from the time he left to come back in with a 36 pack and it was one of those like it, it was on a tray it wasn't what'd like you thing. do i mean we laughed at him and went to bed like, <laughs> did he drink it no we woke up with like 35 beers because he drank one and like, <laughs> fell asleep with it uh, but that just reminded me just poor ruth like yeah she was so down for this whole you know because i mean trying to escape reality if you could say right and she shows up to George's house, and like we said, George knows what's happening. Would you say Ruth's plan backfired? No. I just didn't think or, that she would be... I didn't think that she realized how accepting or smart he was going to catch on to it. Um, your thoughts? And she's grieving, too, that he's gone. Okay, go. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So when she's outside and the door shuts, she, like, drops her bag. Yeah. And she kind of just, like, looks like a little, like, broken, like... Did that just happen? Because right. marriage is and done. And it's almost one of those things that it's like, this is what you wanted the whole time. Now you got it. Are you really happy now? Yeah. You know, that I I think that she took it harder. Like, And it seems also like George is so like, I don't want to say cool with it, but George is like, listen, you don't want to do this anymore. Then like, I'll leave you alone. And I feel like Ruth was super taken aback by it and did not expect it and i don't know how she's feeling honestly i think it's and and if i could draw like on my own memory and more like some of 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 ruth the idea of like because here's the thing it can't be ruth is upset that george is totally okay with it and she was living in hell being with him like Mm -hmm. it can't be both things she can't be fine i'll just accept the hell that it is because i mean we just saw it right um like I equated it to, like, you're in a bad relationship and you break up with someone. And after you break up with them, there's, like, that instant moment of, like, regret. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Did I re- – wait, was it that bad? And it's like, actually, no, no, it was. Like, <laughs> Ruth needs – I think it's just the idea, kind of like you said, like, how George was like, I'm cool. Yeah. Peace. Like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to cry a little more yeah. about me or whatever. Like, you know, just uh, n- not not you don't realize what you have until it's gone, but just, like – I guess Ruth never saw the acceptance side of it. It was always yeah. the fighting side. And just to actually get that thrown in your face is like, oh, fuck. Like, that sucked. You yeah, know? George was literally like, I loved you. You loved me. But yeah, we had that a good was run. it. I just think George is super happy right now. Yo. And he's, he's comfortable George, in his own 2018. Love him. Yeah, but like George, like, finally. Not codependent on another woman. First of all. Speaking the truth, love George. Let me, let, me, let me say something just so I could see both of your reactions. 2018. Love you guys. What? Yes. Let me. Let me. Uh, um, we need to wrap up because okay. we we are we are on our sixth glass of wine. If we need our hamburgers, M- Marissa's starving. Marissa's doing, We're starving. Marissa's uh, chugging beers through a bong. Um, <laughs> let me tell you what happens if I could just throw this out there just to see both of your reactions. Okay. It, it's a little bit of a spoiler. George gets married again. What? Okay. Now I didn't know that. And. <laughs> That brings us to the end of our episode. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Either of you. No. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Marissa. This is a great first threesome. You're Irish. I'm Irish. This is a good threesome. Please, if you like the podcast (laughs) and if you like Dexter at all, um, me and Marissa started Digging Dexter. Digging Dexter. Digging Dexter. We have two new episodes out to sort of jumpstart the podcast, so... Uh, eventually we will have Natalie on the podcast as well. Oh, you will? Oh, I thought I was fired at the end of Digging Six Feet Under. I'm just saying that so you don't, (laughs) we could have a good night tonight. Um, that being said, join us next week as we discuss episode seven of Six Feet Under. And we have five more episodes What are we doing about the episode where I'm going to be out of town, by the way? The silence. Um, Let me ask you that question because I have to go, what are you going to do about... What are we doing about the episode where I'm out of town? The last one. What are we doing? We are... I'm glad we're doing this on air. We will (laughs) probably extend it a week. (gasps) Lovely. That being said, we will talk to you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. You're